Is water wet? Hello and welcome to The Launch Sequence, your comedy podcast about adulting millennials and the life of a soon-to-be ex-college student. We're coming to you live from the Scarf and Binder Studios here at Westmont College. I'm here with my co-host, Micah Anthony. Hello, hello everyone. On this episode of the pod, perspectives for choosing a college, things not to ask a college student, and advice from slightly jaded, soon-to-be ex-college students. To kick things off, our first recurring section, Ramen and Rhyme, featuring the first and last time I use my literature major in a semi-professional capacity. Both of us have written a poem with the same title. We have not read each other's poem, I will read my poem out loud, and Micah will tell me what it means, then we'll switch. Poetry is subjective and all that. Uh, mostly, kind of. The title of this week's poems is, How Was Your Week? Andrew, tell me, how was your week? Sometimes I get my eggs scrambled, and some weeks I have things handled. Then some of the time it falls out of line, and by my life I am then trampled. Mmm. <laughs> there you go. Nice. <clears throat> All right. Well, uh, poetry explication. Let's see. Um, I really, you know, I really appreciated the the breakfast metaphor, um, which is, you know, I I think has a has a particular resonance. As we, you know, we're, we're moving from kind of, we're, we're moving from the morning of our lives towards the, uh, you know, sort of mid-morning, like, like basically, you know, your, your 20s and early 30s are like the brunch of life, you know? Millennials do like brunch. Millennials do like brunch. Maybe that's why, you know? So, so, so I'm... Does I'm, this make middle age then, like... An afternoon snack is my is like a midlife crisis like afternoon drinking is that what I, we're going yeah, for here? Yeah, yeah, I, I I like that. I like that. Where do we put like nap time though? Because that like hmm like the like five year slump maybe. Okay, of, like, okay, yeah, yeah, that makes sense to me. All right, before we there before we go. continue this metaphor any go. farther, before we continue this metaphor, <laughs> what uh, what's your poem its, for the out week? Out of its tortured existence, um, I wrote uh. Two haikus, okay. because I had more thoughts than could fit into one. <clears throat> How was my week? Thoughts like a fountain, written on the old pages, I want to know them. Way too many books, and I want to know them all. When will I sleep now? Wow, I feel like I need to see that before me in print. Um... You know, Micah, I'm... Oh, thank you. You're okay. welcome. There you go. Uh, for our listeners, I am now reading this off Micah's iPhone. Um, you know, I really like um, the image of kind of memory as written, both because we feel memory is very permanent, but also, like, written accounts are subjective, and we take them as fact in the same way we take our own memories uh, mm. as fact. And your desire to know yourself both is a subjective you know, experience, even though you're trying to find an objective reality of, of yourself, uh, of, of true self. So I really appreciate that. And then just way too many books is always is always a good thing. I, I mean, I, I was literally just looking at my uh, stack of books for research that is just just too high. It's just well, too high. And, and as someone who's who, you know, 
knows how late you stay up, <laughs> I don't think you have any more time to spend I, reading books. I don't. I don't. <laughs> uh, I'm going to do it anyway. Well, thank you for sharing your poem uh, for this week. Look forward to future poetry uh, recaps in future episodes of the pod. Indeed. Indeed. More, more ramen and rhyme to come. <laughs> All right, all joking aside, we're here to provide some perspective as well as laughs. Prepare to get serious with a seriously titled segment, Actual Advice for Actual College Students. I, I just came back from a panel last week, talking to parents anxious about their high schoolers making college decisions. Uh, Micah, what piece of advice about picking college is actually useful? Mm, actually useful advice, not just advice that sounds good. Yes, so not the brochure-style advice, but the we've-been-through-four-years-in-the-trenches-style advice. Oh, boy. Okay. Um, I, I think um, that there are definitely a, a great many paths that people take um, to, to get to like to get at to get to life um and i think a lot there's a lot of people who would say that a specific path is better than another and obviously like some are more practical and and stuff like that but i mean i'm thinking particularly about like the focus on going to college as necessary for like a, a successful life. Mm -hmm. And like that that was definitely true for me and for what I want. Mm -hmm. Like going to a university, going to a four-year university was the right choice for me. But that's not true of everyone. Mm -hmm. Like some people take a gap year or, you know, start out at community college or go to a trade school or just start working. Mm -hmm. Um and I think particularly in in high school and like, you know, moving towards that that like stage of life where most people go to college, I think the there there's a there, there's a kind of pressure there that's not always like what everyone needs. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um Arthur Brooks, who heads up um the American Enterprise Institute, which is a think tank. Yeah. Uh, and he's a fairly well known thinker actually. Um, if I remember correctly, took like correspondence courses for like his like community college degree, and now you know runs one of the larger think tanks in Washington. Uh, I think my advice uh, for those who actually do want to go to college when you're looking mm -hmm. to pick um, right. is learn how to read brochures, and and I don't mean literally just read the text, um, but brochures are trying to sell you something. They try to sell you an image of the college, and if you can't see yourself in that image, mm. um, you know. I went to, I think it was Pomona, or no, it was, uh, what's the other college that, at, it, may have, it may have been Pomona, but one of the other um, schools down there, Claremont McKenna Colleges. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I picked up the brochure, and I was like, okay, these students are, like, liberal, nature-focused, you know, super highly educated, and like to have lots of options. Yeah. Um, my mom's like, oh, Andrew, you're making all these assumptions, but lo and behold, that's exactly what kind of student was at, at that college. Um, or at least that was their like ideal student. So learning hmm. to see what what kind of image is the college selling of itself, and if that image doesn't appeal to you, then don't go to that college because they're gonna put their best students, their most interesting stories. So if you read their little like you know, here's what my college experience was like, 
and you're like, that sounds lame, then don't go to that college because that's their best story. That's their that's the pinnacle of their achievement. Um, and in the same vein, yeah. it's, it's mm. important to know what's important to you. Uh, it was important mm. to me to have uh, students and an emphasis on kind of moral growth uh, when I came to college. Um, yeah. But for other people like my brother, it's really important to have good labs um, and choosing a couple of things that you know are essential to your happiness or your professional development that helps clarify things. Um, and so I think talking to people who didn't know you about that, like what what do I, you know, as your mother or as your best friend or as your uncle that you go golfing with every weekend, like what do they know about you? And um, use that advice because, you know, you're at a time uh, where you're kind of both creating yourself, but also you still have that knowledge base of people who yeah. have seen you, yeah. kind of the arc of your development. I think I think let other people cover your blind spots is good life advice in general. Yeah, definitely. Like that's why you, you know, introduce your significant other to your friends before you marry them. Hopefully, ah yes, because then when they give you a look and say, "We we should go uh, have a talk," then then you uh, you know then then you can do that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, and the other other piece of advice um, from a good professor of mine, one of my advisors, um, that I did not take this advice, but I wish I had, um, was minor in good professors and major in something practical or something you enjoy. Um, because there's just, college is a time where there's just incredible people who are hired just for their ability to teach and to mentor. Um, and like, you know, taking a class with a great philosophy prof, even if you don't want to be a philosopher or taking a great writing class. Like Mike and I went to um, England with a professor, um, Professor Delaney. Mm -hmm. um, and even though I'm not an English major, I still remember all of his lessons and the things we'd write together. Um, and so I think that's, that's something to take use of in college. I 100% second and endorse that piece of advice as someone who I think has successfully minored in great professors. Yeah, do that. If you encounter a good a good professor, hold on to them. They're they're amazing. That was that was our that was the serious episode um, of the podcast. Let's, That's let's, it. That that is the only moment of seriousness you're going to get. The rest of this is all jokes. <laughs> we'll see. Um, <laughs> so, Micah, um, tell me, uh, do you ever go home and dread those conversations with loved ones and family friends? Well, prepare to uh, groan on a segment we're calling. Things not to ask a college student. Here are the rules. In college, they teach you to question the question. So, each of us will read the other stupid questions people ask college students. The other will explain why that is the wrong question to ask. All right, Micah. What are you planning on doing with X degree? Ah, well, you see, the problem with this question is in assuming that my degree is going to be useful. Now, for those of you who didn't catch my self-deprecating English major joke earlier, I'm majoring in literature. Uh, yes, I do plan to teach. No, that is not the only thing you can do with a lit major. Um, but I think, um, and this is partly because this is a, a liberal arts institution, um, I think people put a little bit too much emphasis on the practicality of one's college degree. Um, I think this is the only stage in your life where you can literally study whatever you want, and you should probably do that. I, I, there's like a statistic somewhere that like, it's like 
this is me wildly using statistics poorly here, but it's like 50% or something of like people don't actually use their major mm-hmm. in their job. Um, may, may even be higher than that. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> Andrew, uh, this question yeah. comes to us from uh, Blaze Hammond. <clears throat> Why don't you have a ring? It's already spring. <laughs> well, see, there, there's a couple of problems with this question. The first one is I'm not dating anyone currently. And therefore, it'd be very poor to have a ring on my finger and either no fiancé or having dated someone to make them my fiancé. The second question is, the marriage age is increasingly going up. So, it's like average like 29 or something like now. So, to ask a 22-year-old, like, why haven't you married or engaged, you can literally just say, it's not statistically likely, this is a poorly done question, your question assumes that... Also, it assumes that, like, marriage... Um, at this age is normative, uh, mm-hmm. and I think that is troubling, particularly at a Christian university, um, that we put so much, that we're like somehow unique and apart from these social trends. Um, mm. You know, yes, Christians will marry younger, um, but still I think we should, you know, put a little less pressure on, on our students to follow the same path their parents did. We don't expect them to take the same path to college or to career or have the same jobs. Um, and I still think marriage is a very worthwhile institution. Should I think for a lot of people be, you know, pursued or it could could bring them a lot of joy. Um, but I think it's a little bit harsh to pressure a twenty two year old given today's climate. I think it's definitely harsh to pressure a twenty two year old to get married. That's, uh, that's All terrible. Right. Well, speaking of our generation, Micah. <clears throat> so <clears throat> oh, I just I just oh, Micah, maybe you can help me here. But this explain millennials to me. I just don't understand them. Um, well, uh, (laughs) see, the problem with your question there is assuming that you can categorize people into groups and paint them with sort of a broad brushstroke of, say, people born in a certain decade, uh, don't buy houses and buy avocado toast instead. (laughs) But that's sweet, sweet avocado toast, Micah. I mean, yeah, yeah, there's that. But, um, you know, I think, I think... There is definitely a sort of a preoccupation with describing generations right now. Um, and I think I'm, I'm sort of going to take a stab at this one, but I, I think it might have something to do with the Internet mm-hmm. um, because you can categorize. It is uh, one of the most convenient ways of. Um, observing generational differences is how people interact with the internet and social Mm -hmm. media. And I think that's bringing a lot of sort of generational differences that that would have like otherwise been chalked up to like individual uniqueness Mm -hmm. can now be observed as generational trends. Mm -hmm. Like in in the ways people interact with social media Mm -hmm and like internet resources. Yeah, I think the other frustrating part about this question is often I feel older generations expect us to justify particularly any negative traits they see in anyone um, as like we're responsible for someone else's like narcissism or, you know, there's general mm, trends yeah. within a population. I think that that's an interesting thing to talk about. It's interesting sociologically, but also on the dinner table, it's always hard when you're like, well, you know, I'm unique. Why are you telling to me about that? Or if you want me to talk about my generation, you know, don't assume condemnation from the beginning. Like there's generally this tone of like justify, like justify your right to be a generation mm. or to be not yeah. judged. 
rather than like tell me what's unique about your perspective. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Speaking of not judging millennials. <clears throat> now, Andrew, <clears throat> tell me, why are you all so lazy these days? Well, I think this this is an interesting question because it, it assumes first that we are lazy. And I don't I think what I know of my classmates, that's not true. Um, a lot of and, and even graduates work very hard. Yeah, I don't think that's um, true here. Certainly. But I think part of it also is the labor we do is different from the labor mm. that our parents' generation did. Um, you know, our jobs are different, the kind of creativity or way we interact with technology. Um, and I think that's hard to see. And also there's a generational trend like going back to, you know, like Churchill talking about, you know, the younger generation is this assumption that they're lazy, they're worse. Like there's got to be some label for this effect. But, you know, I'm, my parents, I'm, I'm sure you know, parents is. thought they were lazy. You know, um, I'm sure their parents, parents, pretty, you know, pretty sure that goes past beyond Churchill. I'm, I'm pretty sure that yeah. has literally always been true of humans. You could probably find some Greek play about, you know, the narcissism and, you know, self-centeredness and laziness of current generation. Uh, Narcissus? Well, <laughs> sure. <laughs> but, but I feel like part of that is you see a generation at a time, often like the people who are making the judgment are like middle-aged, when they've already have a full conception of self, they're often stable with a job. Um, and looking at a generation coming up, this is the time where they're focused on coming up with their own identity, deciding what, uh, who they are, and struggling to find kind of their place in the yeah. world. Um, and so I think that can be mistranslated as ego, ego like egoism or narcissism, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, which you know also probably a, a lack of direction. Yeah, because true. because that direction isn't set like it is in you know yeah. in your forties. Yeah, and I, I do think there is something unique about this time. Um, about mm -hmm. the way technology affects our leisure time, you know, affects oh, the way we definitely. connect with each other. Um, and so I think there's a deeper question there that's not laziness. It's I don't understand why you are valuing these things. And I think that's a better yeah. question yeah. than why are you lazy? Like, why do you spend time on social media? Are you aware of some of the negative consequences? Why do you choose any way to engage in that way? Or why do you not? Yeah, yeah. Also, self-definition is awesome. Um, I think I think we failed that section because that was supposed to be funny, and uh, we ended up uh, actually answering some questions. All right. Well, let's move on to a sarcastic senior soapbox then, and get get the humor back rolling. Ah, there you go. Okay. Well, this is the part of the show where we take listener questions and get a chance to soapbox as the jaded seniors we are. Welcome to a segment we're calling sarcastic senior soapbox. Because we're so close to graduating, we must know something. So, uh, Maiko, what do you do with a bad teacher? Uh, suffer. <laughs> um, it'll be over soon. Hope you have friends in the same class. Uh, look them up on Rate My Professor beforehand and don't take that class. Um, Change majors. Change schools. <laughs> Run. Run. Run away. Right it's not worth it. Uh, or have a, or, or if you can use your laptop in class, pull up a, pull up a text message to your best friend and just give like a live tweet to them. Ah, uh, yes. Complaining is a really great coping mechanism. And you can quote me on that. Um, uh, Micah, we got some public health concerns here. Ah, uh, yes. Do you support the Tide Pod movement? Um, well, you know, I think that's a very complicated question. <laughs> um... It's, it's just not specific about what sort of Tide Pod movement is taking place. 
So, I mean, do I support the use of soap to wash our clothes? Yes, absolutely. I enjoy living in a society with, you know, expected standards of hygiene. As your do roommate, I... I appreciate that you wash your clothes. You wash your clothes too. That's that's definitely a benefit to me. Uh, yeah. Um, do I support uh, young people eating laundry detergent? No, no, I do not. That is stupid, and y'all should stop. <clears throat> uh, Andrew, this question comes to us from Sam Bracken. What do you think about graduating? and entering the real world. So, Mikey, you know, occasionally when you wake up, and it's, it's like 10 o'clock, and you've been sleeping, and the bed's warm, you know, and you've just, you've had such a nice rest, like, you know, you had a little bit of nightmares there, you know, and you had to hit the snooze button a couple of times, but overall it's been a nice, warm, cozy environment, and then the alarm clock goes off, and it just cuts, just, just, cuts through the morning and you know that you got to go jump in a cold swimming pool and you have to swim because otherwise you will drown that is the feeling of realizing you're three months away from graduation and about to jump in a freezing swimming pool <laughs> andrew i'm still stuck on the part of that story where you wake up at 10 o'clock <laughs> i can't remember the last time that happened uh, question from my mother hi mom hopefully you're listening to this um, what is the best coffee shop in Santa Barbara, Micah? Um, the French press on the counter of our room. <laughs> it's true. Yes, I just claimed that I make the best coffee in Santa Barbara. Fight me. <laughs> well, if it's 8 o'clock and I have, if you have it at 8 a.m., the coffee that's closest at hand is the best coffee. Agreed. Andrew, tell me, how are you alive? The coffee. That's all I'll say on that. Is water wet? Don't care. Next. Uh, let's see. Andrew, how much do you procrastinate? Uh, more than I should, I feel like is the right answer there. Uh, my parents will listen to the podcast, so that's all I'm going to say on that point. I, I, have, a, I have a fun question. Uh, hi, Mom. Hi, Dad. Hi, Mrs. Olson. Um, is it procrastination or is it self-care? That's such a millennial answer. I know. That's because self-care is one of my favorite ways of justifying procrastination. Well, I love I love playing Crusader Kings, which technically is a historical simulation, so I'm going to call it extracurricular. There you go. It's, uh, I'm auditing really medieval history. There you it's go. It's an interactive seminar. Absolutely. It one. is an interactive seminar of... Oh, boy. All right. So tell me, Micah, is fire burning? Don't care. Well... That was, that was Sarcastic Senior Soapbox. Well, uh, every podcast needs some sponsors, and since we're the only podcast Audible hasn't sponsored yet, this episode was sponsored by... Intellectualism, because we started hilarious, joke-oriented segments and then actually answered serious questions. This episode brought to you by Micah's Coffee Pot. Micah's Coffee Pot, getting, helping me get out of bed in the morning since whenever he bought it. Uh, July? <laughs> well, thank you for listening to us riff while, idle, while you're idly doing chores, walking, doing laundry, or what other more meaningful tasks you combined with this podcast. We really do need suggestions for ideas, as well as questions for our advice sections and for Sarcastic Senior Soapbox. 
uh, please send your questions or suggestions to our team at thelaunchsequencepodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook or hit us up on Twitter at launchseekpod. That's launch, S-E-Q, pod. This podcast was edited and recorded by Mark Carlson here at Westmont College. Many thanks to Mark for jumping in on this crazy idea. Uh, until next time, I'm Andrew Olson. And I'm Micah Anthony. And this has been The, the Launch, Launch Sequence. Sequence.